What are words? Words are just sounds taking shape. It isn't until they are given a meaning that they are considered words. Hey everyone, welcome to the Words with Friends podcast. I am so sorry, it's been a few weeks off for us, but we have been busy. It's not like we haven't been just dragging our feet and doing absolutely nothing like lazy assholes. We've actually been doing a lot of stuff to give you content. Uh, First off, we did the Words Trees Live uh, performance, I guess, playthrough, whatever you want to call it, and it streamed on... Saturday, which was October 16th, right? On Steadfast Fest online. So I think they got a replay out there for it if you want to go check it before it goes down. But you're going to be seeing more of that content in the future um, all over the place. So we're excited to uh, um, have that to give to everybody. So I think that'll be sweet. And on top of that, Johnny was a badass and did a cool Halloween cover. So it's called uh, My Body's a Zombie for You. Is a cover from, is it Dead Man's Bones? Yeah, it's Ryan Gosling's band. Dude, that's so cool. <laughs> I, I forgot that connection, man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, him and his buddy wanted to make a, like a horror film, but like a B horror film. But then they ended up not having like the time or the budget to do the way they want. So they just made it a musical and then hired a children's choir. And uh, did the whole thing. And it, what's really cool, or what I always thought was interesting about it, this is like 2009 when I was in college. Um, but uh, actually, the way I found out about it was funny because I was supposed to be writing a paper and I was watching The Notebook. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I was like, Ryan Gosling's cool, man. And just, you know, the ADD brain not wanting to work on a paper was like, what's he up to? So I like Wikipedia, Ryan Gosling. And then it's like, he has a band. And I was like, no way. And then I check out his album. But uh, they gave themselves rules when they recorded it. Um, so they, they, they used no metronomes, uh, no electric guitars. And any part that took more than three takes to get right, they just scrapped. And uh, those are at least three of the rules I remember. So I tried my hardest to do exact to follow those rules with this one, just to pay tribute, except the electric guitars. But right. uh, but um, I was like, I'm not going to take very many passes at any of this. I'm just going to try to get it done. And uh, Haley, my wife, sang on it with me, which was fun. And that's she did awesome. a great job. I didn't know the the background on that. That's cool, man. Can can. Ryan Gosling get any more rad? I mean, let's I know honest. he's so cool. He's like the most handsome, beautiful man I've ever seen, and he's also talented. Yeah, he and, plays piano and acoustic guitar on it. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But yeah, there was like three songs, three songs of theirs that I was contemplating covering for Halloween just for fun because I feel like the Honey Gold Gang always celebrates things like that. And um, Eric was like, "Please do this one," and I was like, "Okay, that makes this really easy for me." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it should be um, just submitted it to be released. I didn't do like a scheduled date. I just kind of threw it out there. And when it pops up, it pops up. It might be on uh, Apple Music as soon as today or tomorrow. Usually it pops up there the fastest and Spotify usually a couple days later. But definitely by the end of this of this week, I think it'll be out there for people to listen to so they can jam it before Halloween. Um, 
It's it's super rad. I'm super proud of it. Even though I had absolutely nothing to do with it, I think yeah, you it's did. You told me the mix cool. sounded fine, and then we put it up on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so we we got to welcome a uh, a words with friends virgin, um, James Motter to the podcast. Oh yeah, J Money, J Money. We got the little drummer. Not so little drummer boy. Yeah, he's the six, actually the, the six tallest person in the band, and I'm a tall ass person, and he's taller than me. Dude, so. I told Haley the other night. I feel like the singer of Cutlass. <laughs> Dude, oh my gosh, that hit me right in the field. Dude, he is so short in comparison. He was always like ten feet in front of everybody in the promos, so he would look somewhat their height. But dude, he was always so freaking jacked though. Like his biceps were like my neck size. Yeah, dude. I swear. So he he was he was compensating for the height for with that for sure. <laughs> yeah. But but James, we're stoked to have you on here. Stoked to be here. Hey, so James, did you watch our live set? Uh I watched some of it. Yeah. Cause Austin Austin texted me too. And um he was just like, dude, y'all are killing it right now. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's happening. So I did. <laughs> Because I have the I have the group chat on mute because y'all freaking yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. blow it up. It doesn't hurt my feelings. When y'all blow it up, bit. blow it up. I freaking I was at work. I let my phone go for like eleven minutes and I came back to seventy eight text. It was freaking nuts. <laughs> yeah, well, so, when we get going, we get going, man. Dude, yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, so I tuned in for a little bit. It was really dope. Okay, good. I'm glad you saw. I only got to see like barely a minute of it because I was working. I saw the second to last song, which is the one that I as I told you, was the most worried about. <laughs> well, you did awesome. You don't you don't look worried in your performance in that. Hey, Kalen, just go ahead I and tell, the, tell the world um, or that's listening, there's zero drum samples added into James on that on that recording. Yeah. I'm, I'm super proud of everybody involved in it. Uh, as far as like the performance aspect, you know, we tried to do our best to keep it, you know, as live as possible, you know. So like... You know, we did every song, like we did several takes at each song just to make sure we got the best performance. And if there was like little flub ups, we, you know, we, we'd maybe go and overdub little things, but, I, but, uh, <laughs> but we did our best to, to make sure it was true to form. Definitely had a live feel. And if Have there's we some announced- mistakes I left in there just because I wanted it to, to not be overly produced. And- yeah. I'm glad you did that too. Have we announced um, that we're going to be releasing a live album of it? I think so, right? Yeah, I think we've talked about that before. But yeah, it just to further confirm, um, we liked the performance of this so much that we're going to release it as like Trees Live on Spotify and everything. So if you want to listen to the album in kind of a more live format, um, you can do that. I'm I'm stoked on how it turned out. I think the guitar tones, bass tone, everything... Uh, vocals, vocal performance. I think it all turned out really cool. Um, I think this comes with us being sitting with the songs for a bit and being able to play them live. Yeah, so, we. I mean, we played them for a year before we ever had to record this, so that's nice. Yeah, it kind of speaks into, I don't know if you've heard Matt Carter's philosophy, um, and if you don't know Matt Carter's the guitar player of Emory, he kind of has a philosophy that the final master of a song that goes on a record is actually the beginning of the song's life. And so over time, as it assimilates into culture and gets performed live, that's when a song actually starts to evolve. 
and kind of take shape within people's perspectives of it. Um, so I, I kind of viewed this as that, like, you know, when we released the album trees, that was like the beginning of the song's life. And this is kind of the update or where they are now presently, which is, it's cool because a lot of times that's not documented other than like live performance. So I think it's cool. Um, I guess today we are talking about the song progress, which, uh, Johnny, I think I remember you saying that's actually the first song you started writing for yeah. the EP. Yep. It is. So I, I think you may have mentioned some of the story before, but it'd be cool to kind of recap some of that and okay, so, kind of get into that headspace. Real quick, which song is that? Uh, Track my, four. My, my subconscious has gone. Yeah. 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 So that one. Um, we, is that the Spanish one? No. It's no. the one after the Spanish one. <laughs> the Spanish one. It's the one with yes. the. You know, some bands have like the names of the songs that aren't really the real names of the songs. We don't even have that. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, was it uh 68's first record? They literally just have it track one, track two, track three, track four. They just don't even have song names. It's just called track, whatever number it is. <laughs> That's how they refer to it. Very minimalistic. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. We're just like, we talk about elements of the song to distinguish which song is which. <laughs> yeah, that's the hard about every song title being one word. There's no like, oh yeah, that one. Like Wake is the only one I remember because it's like the first one we practiced as a band. Yeah. Um, and it's the only one that's like four letters. Everything else is super ambiguous to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Well, no, I, no it's good. It's fine. Well, track four. Um, I love that one. That was the first one that I started writing for this project when I didn't even really know it was going to become this project. And um, I was in a really great place in life and really excited about the future. At least of these had just released Wolves. And uh, we were going to audio feed. Like literally the week before we left for audio feed after releasing Wolves, I was just demoing new ideas. And I got a rough version of that song. Um, knowing it was a, a, it was out there, for from wolves like it was definitely a step in a new direction a little bit from the wolves album i just was having fun going in that direction and having ideas and then lyrically um I, i've said this on one of the other podcasts was my, my wife and i had a like a date night and we were sitting in our living room talking and had just the funnest most amazing conversation and this song is just kind of capturing a lot of what we discussed and felt that night. That's awesome, man. It's yeah, it's, it's definitely a standout song to me, uh, especially instrumentally. It has a lot of cool stuff going on. And I know um, for me, it's one of the more challenging guitar songs as far as like the riffs involved. Um, there's a lot, lot going on in that uh, kind of post chorus riff is something that Eric and I had to work really hard to nail down. And I think we're just now finally getting to a point to where we can play it pretty consistently and tightly. Dude, it sounded fantastic on the uh, live album. Like y'all did it when I was listening to it. I was like, Oh, they nailed it. Cause see all the, all the riffs on this album, I never had to worry about playing live. I guess technically when I made this one up, I thought I might have to play it live if uh -huh. it was going to be least of these. Um, but uh, I was also just having fun demoing out an idea. And then I never really went back to them. Like once I tracked them, I've never really practiced them again. So <laughs> I'm so glad you guys learned them. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like you, you you document it, you put it, you know, in Pro Tools, and you're just like, hey guys, good luck. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw today that uh, Circa Survive has a guitar transcript book out, and I oh, was like, cool. I was like, dude, I don't think I could. I would want to take the time to try to figure out ours and write it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely been a fun. Uh, journey for me on guitar because i think eric probably has obviously he had more experience before kind of learning your guitar style and your approach um and whenever he played at least of these and for me it's been a fun challenge because i'm just a my background as a guitar player coming from bass to guitar is just a very different perspective and the type of bands i've played in extremely different um so it's been fun for me to learn these songs and it does push me because it's just a side of my guitar brain. I haven't, uh, exercised very much. So it, it, it's a lot of fun and I dig it. So that's, that's something cool about this song. I'm glad y'all like it. And the good news is you guys are so good at guitar. It's not like I'm ever going to do something you can't do. Just something you have to practice. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have to practice a lot. Like that's, I've never considered myself a, great or good guitar player i'm just the type of guy that i will hate myself until i practice it enough to where i'm i can accomplish what i want to accomplish now well i think you're a great and good guitar oh, player thanks eric i don't know it definitely is something i i admire about eric because i feel like he can he can whip out it's like oh yep yeah, here we go cool got it i'm like all right <laughs> i have to work out the muscle memory and just focus on it for a long time but he yeah he he kills it and so he pushes me and that's that's always a fun thing. It's fun to play in a band where it's like the other um, instrumentalists push you and make you want to feel better. And that's how I feel all the time in this band. So it's always it's like, man, Johnny's such a killer vocalist and awesome guitar player. Eric shreds and, you know, James awesome at drums and and Brady. Brady's Brady. Brady's hair is Brady, really, Brady really kills good. It. Brady, Brady's <laughs> awesome. No, I was going to say... um it was easier than I thought it would be learning the parts you wrote for this, but I think it's only because I sat with you during the Wolves EP. Like, going, what the heck did he just play? Yeah. And then I'd sit with you at your place, and you'd spell it out for me, and I'm like, okay, cool. Johnny likes these runs. He likes catching the next string with his middle finger and sliding back down. Mm. And so I, I like, I caught Dude, like a I bunch of Sometimes like I won't even care how a riff sounds. If it just feels good on my fingers, and, and, and it makes me feel cool doing stuff like this, I'm like, I like that. That one riff. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. yeah, this is it. Uh, this song? Yeah. Yeah, this is okay. So that riff, I knew I learned it correctly when it felt like something Johnny would write. Oh, it's mm -hmm. your fingers? Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, okay, the sound's pretty much there, but something's different. It doesn't feel right in the hand. And once I like you know, that little walk up, slide up, catch the finger, and then play it. I was like, okay, that feels right. And then I listened to the track, and I'm like, okay, cool. That's note for note. Perfect. Like, and it's all like feel. Dude, and your so. ability to diagnose songs blows my mind, though. Like, uh, I, I would not be able to... I, I feel like I'm pretty good at listening to songs and learning them, but everything that I would miss, I feel like you catch. It's because I'm a nerd. So, James, when you, um, when you had the idea to do the Fall Out Boy song, as, to open up, to open up this song, <laughs> tell us about that moment. What, just the moment of the fill? No, the, when you when you had that idea, uh, they're just the same tempo. So, like my my brain, like 
I don't have like perfect pitch or anything, but it's kind of like that for rhythm for me a little bit where I can just like, I, I hear a song and I just kind of know the tempo of it. Like just with the amount of crud that I've had to produce over the years with so many different genres of things. Like I just get, I understand the feel of things a little bit. And so in my head, that was always the opening fill to that song because on the record, when you sent it to me, there was that, there was a little like audio gap. Like, I think when you first sent me like the rough files, it was like a three second little blank space at the beginning Yeah, because you come in before the one. Yeah. And so in my head, I always just pictured, I would be in the car just doing that and then you'd hit it. And I just did it one time. I thought it'd be funny. No, I love it. (laughs) The first time you did that and I think we played like a live show or practice. I can't remember what it was, but I, man, I was smiling so big because it hits it's so perfect. Like it's it, perfect. It, what I love yeah, about it is it makes people who are just talking before the song starts, they turn their head going, what? Like it really, yeah. really does grab their attention. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, yeah, that, that's so fun. Hey, so James, tell everyone a little bit about what you do. And in, in, so first off, you do have like perfect pitch when it comes to tempo. Your, your tempo is so freaking dude, locked in. Seriously. Um, and, and I appreciate that <laughs> you're contributing part of that to your s- music, not even your side project. We're your side project. Tell us about your, your, uh, your, <laughs> yeah, artistic we're definitely venture. the, from first to last to your Skrillex. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. That's the way I've always put it. <laughs> speaking of man, speaking of that dude, he has a full length record written and it's, I'm just every Friday I'm checking, man. And it hasn't dropped. And I'm yeah. waiting. I'm he's, so eager. He's waiting. The last thing that drop dropped the full length, it changed electronic music for a decade, man. Like, yeah, he's bonkers. He's genuinely like like the goat. He's crazy, for at least the American scene. That's um, good. That's a whole other podcast that I would love to do. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, so um, I I've been playing music since I was a kid, but I got into production um, kind of towards the end of high school because I was playing in bands at the door in Plano back in the day. And all of my friends were older than me. So they all went away to college my junior and senior year. And my dad had just got a MacBook with GarageBand on it. So I was just messing with loops, you know, 24 seven. And then when I got into college, I bought a MacBook and it came with Logic. So that's how I kind of got into production. And um, it also came with like those one-on-one classes. I don't know if Apple still even does those. Um, But I went to the one that Domino used to work at. I don't know which where it was or whatever, but I remember he worked there. And there was this guy who sat in the back and he completely turned my brain on to production and how sound kind of works and synthesis and, you know, acoustic versus, you know, analog, electric, blah, 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 and all that fun stuff. And that was kind of Pandora's box. And then I just sat in my room for eight hours a day and stopped playing Call of Duty and got into Logic and stuff. So... Yeah, it was it was just kind of one of those things that um, I have a very addictive personality, and this was happened to be the thing that grabbed my attention at the time, and it's just I can't turn it off. That's so. awesome, That's awesome, man. <laughs> Two questions: What were the bands you played at at the door in Plano? Because I definitely played the door in Plano a lot. Oh, dude. Okay, so first of all, we won a battle of the bands at the door in Plano back Heck in yeah. the day, nice. and then we got last at the finals at the door and down nah. <laughs> <laughs> first of the qualifiers last at the finals but it's all good um i played in a band uh we had two names the first name was called the heartless romantics and then we played as we throw cake which was an all caps one word 
Um, I love that band name. Our vocal, it was me and two other dudes who both played guitar. There was no bass player. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics of one of them, one of one guy's name was Nick. And he was just a very happy go lucky. Like you think of the lucky charms freaking dude. That's him as a human ginger and everything. <laughs> and then on the flip side, you have my friend, John, who's like broody and emotional. And he's got like goopy artist brain and everything has to be pure and amazing. And um, John kind of like went off the deep end and went homeless and Nick got married. So yeah, that's when it all started and stuff. Nice. Gotcha. I played a drum cover actually to the William Tell Overture, the Doran Plano, like 12 years ago. Yeah. 12 years ago now. I thought it was so cool. It was not. (laughs) So uh, what uh, do you still use logic or what what do you use as your main doll right now? Uh, Ableton. I switched to Ableton uh, when Ableton eight came out and I'm on 10 now. Gotcha. Yeah, I know. Like, I know very little about electronic production. I'm definitely more in the analog world, um, but I've always heard Ableton is killer for electronic music in general. Yeah, just like the format pop, of it. Any pop or electronic anything, just throw it in Ableton. You can. It, it functions the same as Microsoft Word. Like, literally, all the keyboard shortcuts are the same. So, like, huh. if you want to copy paste stuff, just like type it out like a document, and it'll work. It's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. So what about Ableton makes it better for pop and stuff? Like versus say... Just because it, it's so MIDI friendly. Like it's... it In Pro Tools, uh, it it just... T- at least it takes me like five minutes to set up like an aux track and a MIDI track and like all this other stuff. Like in Ableton, it's a keyboard shortcut. You know what I mean? Like it's just... It's there. And with my ADD brain with something that can be so instant when I have an idea just to write it down. It's so great. Word. It's definitely come a long way. Like Ableton eight versus now is leagues different. I mean, the, the stock effects that they have in here now are insane. I mean, I never on any guitar track that I've ever recorded through this, I've never used an amp. It's just my jazz master and Ableton with the overdrive effect. Like that's it with the reverb send. That's cool. That's yeah. how I feel about Studio One and Cubase. Yeah. Dude, I feel the same way about Studio One because I got to mess with that in college a little bit and it's just ease of use. You just yeah, Studio it One's ease of use it. is amazing. Yeah, Studio One's my good too. I've uh I've been using that since version one as my main wow. DAW. And it's uh that that I used Logic for a bit, like and I still like Logic a lot, but I've definitely lived in the Studio One universe for a long time now that it's just kind of second nature to me. Yeah. That's how I feel about Ableton. So I don't want to switch. Yeah. I feel that for sure. It's like when you're, when your workflow gets to a point where your clients are really happy and then you're like, okay, cool. I'm just going to stick with, with this thing. Yeah. 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 I can, sure. I look like I know what I'm doing with pro tools. It's the only reason why I want to stay here. Is I don't want to look lost forever. Trying yeah. To- I mean, it's like once you find, I mean, you get the, once you start getting great results, it doesn't matter what you use, you know, it's, it's whatever. But so yeah, exactly. you, you've been using Pro Tools forever, Johnny. So, I mean, that's kind of the doll you've Since Pro Tools you learned seven, on. So I started with seven um, and uh, it was like, it was terrifying at first. First time I ever used it, I spent me hours just to get the metronome door. Like I didn't know how to make a metronome. You know, I thought it would just be a button somewhere, well, but I had to create a click track, you know? Yeah, it's the only DAW where you have to actually create the metronome yeah. versus go, oh, on. Yeah, but I yeah. had a buddy waiting to record an acoustic song forever, and I just looked like a dumbass trying to find a, 
Um, uh, click. Hey, Johnny, how many VSTs do you have? Not very many. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I will say, if there's anything I can credit Johnny with doing a super good job about is... I'm all. I feel like me and Eric are more the nerd types that are always looking to update stuff and get the newest, latest, and greatest whatever. Just because we enjoy researching that stuff and we enjoy learning it, Johnny will be using the same plugins he's been using the past five years and get like killer results out of it. <laughs> like it, like uh, was he is massive. On, oh, dude, on yeah. Some some of our like transitions and stuff and just stuff like that. It's like no, dude. I was using XR sound good, which I have no idea how he does that. <laughs> no, he uh freaking uh, what's the instrument you do use, Johnny? The Pro Tools one. Expand. 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 That's what I meant. He uses I meant- expand and he makes it sound fucking amazing. It's That's ridiculous. Crazy. It's because it's there's like six more plugins after expand that I <laughs> that I need to get there. It's yeah, like- but here's the thing: like I'll pull up native <laughs> instruments and I'll be like, all right, pad. All right, I'll go through a library of like a thousand of them, and I'm like, ah, none of them are just doing it for me because I'm lazy. I don't want to create it. And then you have people like James over here that he he opens up Serum and it sounds like someone sneezing at first, and he just twists knobs until it sounds like heaven opened up. Yeah, dude. and it's just like I don't get it. I've watched Actually, them. one of one of my main growls is a cowbell. That's so awesome, and it's just yeah. like slowed down or something. No, uh, so Serum is a synthesizer that lets you import wavetables instead of samples. So what you can do is, uh, you know, like when you really zoom in on audio Mm -hmm. to like frames and stuff like that, what you can do is crop those individual frames and then you can import them into Serum and blend between them all. So that way you can create smooth transitions between certain bits of audio that you like. So like you can take a kick drum, which has like a really clicky attack and a really soft or like I should say quick decay. And then what you can do is in serum, there's going to be a lot of dead space on the end of the kick drum tail, obviously, because it's a kick drum. But what you can do is take that really clicky part and just isolate the clickiness of it and turn that into something that you can play on the keys. And then you can blend through different parts of the audio file to create, you know, different kinds of sounds and whatnot. It's really dope. You can take whatever sound you want. You can even take someone figured out how to take Photoshop files and throw them into serum and you can play pictures in serum. It's nuts. (laughs) You know what? I think that's what the guy from uh, who did the audio for Doom did. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He took a pentagram and uh, three number sixes and he put them yeah. in order. <laughs> and you can scroll and, through the through like at various. Yeah, it's crazy, man. So, so the big dis- distorted uh, sub synth in Doom that is uh, a six 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 pentagram six 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 pentagram on repeat, and he just filters it into like a sub bass like saw sound. That makes it's crazy. Barely any sense to me. Dude, speaking of Doom, uh, our friend Andrew Holschult that we worked with at Guitar Center, apparently he's doing or he's he's worked on it doing like part of the new soundtrack for the new Doom game. That's so rad. Yeah, I'm so yeah. happy for him. I remember he did like do like metal Doom covers back in the day, just as a fan when he started to get into like video game music production, but it got so popular that now he's working on the stuff. It's crazy. I'm so proud of him. Dude, comparison sent him a guitar. Yeah, comparison sent him a couple guitars. Yeah, insanity. Good for him, dude. Yeah, I mean he's he's doing it right, man. I don't like. I hope he's quit Guitar Center by now. <laughs> I, I don't. Is he still at Guitar Center? I don't know. I know he. Uh, he's there for the healthcare. Yeah, I know he literally works there for <laughs> benefits. That's his only motivation working there. Just so, and he makes crazy money on the side just doing video game productions, like audio productions. 
Yeah. Good for that's him. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Hey, James, uh, dr- name drop all your project and your album and where to listen and everything. My producer name is Millennial Trash. You can find me on all social media at Millennial Trash minus the A in trash because everybody took my at when I changed my name. And, uh, or at least they were all freaking taken already and I've appealed and it's not working, but it's fine. Um, and Spotify's millennial trash, soundcloud.com slash millennial trash. Um, you can listen to all my stuff on there. Um, all my unofficial stuff is also on SoundCloud too. So if you want to hear some like mixtapey type vibe, dub play unreleased UK vibe stuff mm-hmm. over there. Cool. Not that <laughs> we're going to be much assistance to you considering your, your project is far more popular than this project. That's not true. But <laughs> it is true. Dude, but, uh, I tell it, you something? So I, I was, I was booked for a show, um, like a couple weekends ago and they're, they're doing them on Twitch. So there's this guy who has his apartment close to downtown and one of the rooms, he's just green roomed it out. Like it's full green screen, floor to ceiling lighting. Um, he's got like friggin' two twelves and like crazy amounts of speakers in there. And he just blasts music all the time. But he throws these Twitch live streams and I went and played a back-to-back set with my buddy and he only talked to my friend the entire time. And then when I was leaving, he was like, oh yeah, millennial trash. Uh, I'll hit you up on social media. I got some questions for you. And I was three weeks ago and I haven't heard from him. So I'm not popular. (laughs) I was booked for a show at the Lizard Lounge once and the promoter left halfway through the set and the club shut down. I mean, (laughs) it was your fault. I was, but when you look at your Spotify plays versus where Spotify, oh the numbers, plays, the numbers are dope. I love them. Yeah, numbers. yeah, dude. I, man, I, mean, I am jealous of those numbers. Let me tell you, I have had it through the ring. <laughs> the, this, this dude is a virtual hundred air. <laughs> this day, I, I was at one point. I'm hovering at like twenty thousand right now, but that's it's steadily going down. So that's so hey. great, though. It's all good. It, it'll it with releases. It'll go back up and crap. I have a few things slotted for January and February. You so released an album a few up. months ago, right? Yeah. Let mm-hmm. me let me just. I'm gonna look up and see what our trees numbers are because I'm just interested, <laughs> comparatively speaking, to your no. Let's your not lowly, play the comparison. Game. Your lowly twenty thousand. I know hey, you're, you're totally. But, 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 Kaylin, but to me, it's it's just funny. This though. is a scenario like, where you, the comparison will just it, be funny. Before you read it, let me tell you my plays. That way, it's a nice little uh, thin sandwich. This is like when you go to uh, Subway and they put one piece of turkey in there. And they're like, "Yeah, it's good." Um, <laughs> my latest release for my newborn uh, to be baby in January. I checked it before I got on. I got ninety-one listens on that. Hey, what's up? You know what's Hell cool yeah. about that though, dude? Which is eighty more than my previous releases. <laughs> no, uh, Eric. Well, the problem is, I always listen on uh, like the Dropbox links. Um. Yeah, I mean, I our our album trees total listens for the the EP is eight thousand three hundred, which is actually hey, that's more than, than I would have thought. thought. Oh my gosh, that's eight thousand more gonna, than I thought. I'm gonna leave the video for a second. Okay, cool. Because I'm gonna look at my EP then. Uh, just so you um, guys know. Wake is our most streamed song at uh, almost 2,000. No way. Streams. So I don't know any of our numbers on that stuff because I don't even have Spotify. So that's awesome. Wake, Wake is, uh, Wake. I guess, if you combine the single release of Wake, because we have Spotify the single, and then we have the in the EP context, there's, uh, I guess, 2,400 plays is where Wake is, which, nice. are, which is our most popular song. Cool. And with that huge spike we're going to get from uh, 
the tuned up thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All those dude. guys in the um dude, that was so funny to me. Like the it was a like acoustic kind of electronic acoustic duo that played after us, which was pretty rad. They're called the Castros. I've played with them before. So has Eric Jones. Oh yeah. Well, they they played and they're they're like, dude, it's like it's hilarious that we're playing after after words played. He's like, because how heavy they are and how chill we are. He's like, but with that said, I want to see the biggest freaking mosh pit I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> he said that on the internet. <laughs> they're playing like acoustic, you know. That's hilarious. So I, I thought that was funny. Like we kind of always. It, I guess it was good because we got kind of shouted out as the heavy band of the stream, which I'm so Some not used to being. Were, uh, Dude, this cracked me. It cracked me up when that lady was like, "We have Dallas band Words bringing us some heavy music. We got three heavy bands on the way, and here's Words." And it went to this like pop rock music <laughs> lyric video, and I was like, "That's not Words." That's <laughs> like our sound has drastically changed without me knowing it. And then we played. <laughs> And then the next band uh, is literally a acoustic guitar, a Gretsch, a trumpet, a saxophone. And, then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it, it showed their footage halfway through our set, too. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. We, there was one like uh, one set bef- before the Castros. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was like kind of more indie rock. They were great. It sounded no, cool. They, they were really good. So we were, we're rocking out and stuff, and you're hitting the cymbals real heavy. And then it shows these guys walking into a building holding guitar cases, looking around. <laughs> <laughs> And then it cuts back to us. Thre- you know, I wonder how that down. happened. It was funny, but uh, yeah. If you if you're listening to this and you happen to see us on the Steadfast Fest Music Festival, man, you are you are a rare individual, my friend. So thank I'm you. Glad you pay that much attention to us, and that's cool. Thank you. But uh, is there? <laughs> we've kind of deviated off of progress. Is there anything really more to <laughs> yeah. be said? <laughs> said about the song i i I don't know just instrumentally i like that dotted eighth part i get to play that's fun yeah um i definitely it was great rewriting the drums for that song (laughs) yeah dude you like i said i I love what you do on it the whole thing you killed and and i loved your uh just giving johnny a hard time because i i can never play anything like to the to the note like i just can't i have to do something a little bit different i'm glad because i i like the way you play yeah. yeah, and all and all the I new just word listened stuff, to a crap ton of Aaron Gillespie. That's it. <laughs> so good. All the new word stuff is a bunch of four on the floor, man. You're gonna love it. God, I hate you. Yeah, and the <laughs> hi hat opens and closes dig, on dude. the one and the two. <laughs> uh, dude, Eric and I texted. I think what was it like last week or something like that? Mm. And I was just like, I swear to God, bro, if I hear another four to the floor Chase Oaks original, I'm gonna lose my mind. You will, dude. dude it's it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like what do you? What did I say? It's like they just need to get it out of their system, man. Just give them I all guess. the four. Get them all the four on the floor they can get at the beginning, and hopefully they'll get tired of it. Dude. I I programmed the drums as if I were gonna play drums on the song, <clears throat> and every bit of feedback I got was, "Hey, man, right here. What if we did a four on the floor?" I was like, "You mean in between the section that had four on the floor and then the pre-chorus <laughs> of the four on the floor?" He's like, "Yeah, man, that'd really bring a song together." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, I did it," and then I was like, "Cool." Next round of revisions, yo, on the bridge, um, you're doing this beat. What about a four on the floor with the snare drum? And I'm like, I think I know where this is going. And so I just like deleted the entire kick drum line, drew four, and copy paste across the whole thing. And then when I sent it, he was like, it's finished. (laughs) (laughs) So for those listening, uh, Eric is a worship leader. Well, I guess all... 
all of you guys play consistently at Chase Oaks. I've I've filled in a time yes. or two. Um, but you all are heavily invo- involved at Chase Oaks Church, which is an awesome church. We love everybody there. It's super cool. But they're doing some original songs, and Eric's helping with like the, uh, I guess pre-pro, pre-pro dem- demos. Yeah. So it's it's just and as musicians, joke that they want four on the floor, which is just like a yeah, it's like consistent kick and snare. Yeah, it's the country kind of like kick snare kick snare but the kicks going the whole time um it's the it's the worship breakdown and it never ends i don't mind it if it's on like a a young and free like the hillsong young and free stuff because that's like genuine good pop like their pop production on that stuff is mind-blowingly cool Mm -hmm. and it sounds dope because it's supposed to be a big concert you know live sound Mm -hmm. rig kind of thing i just don't necessarily know how well it translates to a band it's just me it doesn't um unless they, you're unless your boys like girls, then then you're off the hook. But you know. No, I, I don't agree. know if y'all ever went through a boys like girls phase, but I did. I did not. I mean I Everyone? as a boy I liked girls, but I never listened to that band. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but yeah, so we're it's it's kind of the a reoccurring theme. And I, I keep telling Eric and that it's like hopefully they'll just get it out of their system. No, just I think that's the floor, the floor songs where they don't care anymore and want to do something different. I think that's exactly the right approach. Happening. It'll blow my mind if we do a slow song and he's like, "Hey man, can we get a four on the eight? <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so progress. Is there anything else? I would, do we have any questions related to this one by any chance? Oh, I uh, let me. You guys talk for a second. I know I got a really good question a while back that Ooh. I meant to. Johnny, the lyric, my subconscious is conscious. Yeah. When I first heard that lyric, when you played it, it was like, my subconscious is conscious. I was like, dude, that's like a next level lyric for me. Like my head ex- expanded slightly inside my skull and my hair grew a little bit longer. It was nuts, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. It was man. like Play-Doh. That came from to that conversation with Haley that I was talking about. Um, um, you, 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 ever, uh, you, you ever have that... Those moments when I used to have them a lot when I was younger because you didn't have like internet and social media in front of your face. So you had a lot more time by yourself. But like when you realize there's that you that's like paying attention to everything the you is also doing and thinking about. Or like when you're mm-hmm. reading a book and you realize there's a part of you that's also thinking. But then there's also the part of you that's like aware that you're thinking about something else and reading. And you're like, how am I doing this? Um, it's 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 that. It's the, it's the there's that part of me that's that the observer you know it's so weird to say no i get it dude uh freaking once a month or so i'll be like how the hell am i moving my hands like (laughs) 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 i don't get it (laughs) dude i do that stuff the idea that like everything's being controlled i'm looking i'm perceiving and then i'm going to interact with something like we don't think about how this happens but it's actually mind-blowing that something in my brain's like oh yeah dude grab that bottle yeah no dude what freaks yeah, me out crazy. there's been a few times i've said we in my head and it trips me out i get i get real nervous i'm like no 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 no, not gonna start that <laughs> we really um, want to go to the yeah, bathroom so is there more i know you've talked about oh here i'll tell you this i'll tell you this here's some fun facts about this song okay so the lyric like a tree that's in a field i am screaming out for attention um that lyric I wrote in probably 10th grade, but That's I awesome. never used it. And uh, 
when I was realized I was writing an album, Trees, I was like, because I knew going into this whether it was going to be least of these or words that the album was going to be called Trees, and I had a general idea, you know. So I was like, uh, I've got this line where I reference a tree that's right on par with where I'm going, and I never used it, so I'm pumped to use it. Um, but a funny story about that is I, I had a friend who was starting a band and he was like, yeah, I'm going to start this weird experimental band. Um, this is in like 2005. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, do you need members? Cause I it sounded like a fun extra band to be in at the time. And he was like, he was like, yeah, I actually need a vocalist. And I was like, I'd love to do it. And he was like, can you write cool lyrics? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. And he was like, do you use like metaphors and stuff? And I was like, well, here's a lyric I've written recently. And I quoted the like a tree that's in a field. I'm screaming out for attention. And he goes, that's a simile, you dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) It made me feel so stupid. But now at 30 years old, it's freaking hilarious. Dude. Well, I like that lyric. I think it's great. Yeah. And I think there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of your lyrical content, even some of the newer stuff we're working on that, uh, it's it's very impressive to me because again your your brain works in a very different way than mine, so that that just makes me respect your perspective and and how you uh, approach lyrical content. And I always really appreciate it. I always think it's it's super articulate, but still artful, you know. And oh, thanks. And so you you get you get a point across, but it's like okay, that's a creative way of saying that. So I, I think there's a lot of lyrics in this song specifically. I can that, say that this: um, the Neil deGrasse Tyson's "The Cosmos" series. Mm-hmm. I had just I had been watching that with Haley before the, uh, that night where we had the talk that kind of inspired all this, and the Cosmos kind of helped inspire the talk that then helped inspire the song. But um, that was the stars aren't dying after all. You know, that's the whole the 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 stardust in in the creation of everything. Um, and we look at them and we're like falling stars and it's kind of like, oh, shoot, that's a that's a part of the whole giant circle. And um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, that that metaphor, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it. And I do like there's just so many cool parts in the song, like everything this this is a song for me that's like every part I think is very has a distinct purpose and I really enjoy it for its purpose. Like the chorus, super catchy. The like outro jam section is super cool and has like an awesome vibe to it. Um, you know, that post chorus riff section. There's just so much so many cool, memorable parts to this song. It's definitely um I think it standout was, track. It was a good one to start off the writing process for me i think i think i got lucky on on some ideas and it kind of in my opinion you can it you can look at it and go oh i see how the rest of it came about the headspace of the rest of it because that Mm -hmm. i think it kind of captures like the dotted eights you know it's the beginning of oh you're gonna hear a lot of dotted eights on this stuff oh you're gonna Mm -hmm. hear riffs like this on this stuff you're gonna hear this kind of screaming and that kind of screaming you're gonna hear lots of vocal arrangement it just kind of captures what the yeah, I think it is the whole it's the most like it gives us a really cohesive. You know who I think uh, said that is Danielle Martin, who wrote the review for HM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is so good at writing album reviews, man. She can just listen to an yeah. album and interpret the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it definitely captures a lot of the sound 
of that record specifically. It's like it has all the elements there. And it might be the that and sleep might be the two best like represent. I don't know. Wakes are, I think, our most popular song. But man, I'd say po- progress and sleep are a f- fighting for a close second for sure. Um, as far as like progress the is the only thing. one with a tattoo already. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Coriel, our friend Coriel, she she got a tattoo of the stars aren't um, dying after all. That was really sweet of her. Yeah, that was so awesome. Um, yeah, so we did get... Uh, well, first, anybody else want to add anything to that or talk about that? I don't mean to hijack the conversation. We're good. Cool. Um, a guy named Carson Davis on Instagram, uh, he... His... Uh, Killy Mergness. Killy Mergness is his Instagram handle, I guess. That's how you pronounce it. Um, he He had a cool question, and he's honestly been super... Um, if there's a person, I don't know. I don't think I know him personally. I, if I do, I'm sorry. Uh, if I've met you, I don't recall, but at least interacting and talking with him on Instagram, he's probably been one of the most, uh, interested in just the lore of the band and just kind of digging deeper into stuff in the band and being genuinely interested out of anybody that I've I've talked to online and it's super cool. Like I, I, he lists, I know he listens to the podcast and really observes the lyrical content and all that stuff. Um, that's like what you question. That's what you hope for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the model. He's the model listener, model fan. That's if so you want. Cool. I, don't, I hate using the word fan, but he's the model, uh, appreciate music, you know, of what we made. Yeah. But he had a question. He said, uh, where did the muses on the cover, come from and what do they symbolize symbolize okay i'll tell you what i think so i didn't do the artwork i i drew that picture of a tree that we put on instagram and i showed my friend gino who did the artwork it and said this is what i've made but i'm realizing it's never going to be able to get like i took a picture of it on my phone i was like i don't know how to get this into the computer we're not gonna be able to it's gonna get blurry um And he's an amazing artist. And I was like, do you want to do artwork for us? And he was like, that'd be fun. So we had like an hour long conversation over all the songs because a lot of it was done by then at this point. Because for a long time, if you remember, I thought I was going to use the picture I drew for the album artwork. And then finally, I realized we needed to go with Gino. So I asked Gino to um, make some artwork for us. And he was going to make a music video for Overture. And mm-hmm. he made like something like 18 different, maybe more than that, different little drawings for the music video for Overture that tells that story. And that was all his idea of just hearing what the album was about. Um, but I like to think my, my thing is uh, Haley and I feel like they symbolize this the spirit form of us and the spirit form of of everyone. You know, I like calling them the muses and being the 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 part that inspires us to be creative as individuals. Um, mm-hmm. And I also like the idea of just being like. Well, I almost wonder when I told them about Haley and I that he was just like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to use that little couple form and have them go on this little adventure. Um, I don't really know. We got it. We should have him on a, on a podcast and ask him, but that's what I think. 
I, I like to pretend that it, uh, it's Haley and I going off on adventures. Like she even mentioned, now that we have Maddie, we should have him add a little dude. Like That's Haley, awesome. Haley and Maddie will be drawn in chalk in the backyard, and she'll draw those characters with a little baby now. And oh, uh, I think that's so, awesome. I think that's so sweet. But um, I don't I don't really know. But Gino made him up, and I I mean he just captured like a whole world that I was like, yeah, dude, this is it. Let's keep going this way. So they they are not potatoes. They're not potatoes. Okay, good to know. No, I just <laughs> I know uh, my friend Tyler who I think he did the uh, uh, consume lyric video for us. Uh, I remember he he made a comment like his. Uh, girlfriend or fiance like walked into the room and she saw like what he was working on. She's like, why, why are those potatoes holding hands? (laughs) 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 So, uh, no, I think, I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm excited to kind of create this universe or create this world and, you know, take it steps further with like future stuff. So I think it's only going to continue and be a content, like a, continual theme yeah no i've talked to gino about making these what they call zines in the art world and they're like little like magazines with pictures throughout and taking the the story and just having it be printed into things that people could buy at the we could sell at the merch booth or something i'd want them yeah i think that's dope so cool anybody anything else anybody wants to add before we Sign off on this bitch. Um, thank you for the invite. James, thank you for joining. <laughs> Even though, just for, for everybody listening, Johnny texted me a Zoom link, and I had no idea what it was, and I just clicked it, and it was the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we always decide to do these so last minute. And so I just yeah. was, I literally, when I hopped on, I told Eric, I said, I'm sending this to James, and just we'll see if, if he hops on. Definitely. Yeah, with these, I found it's like the less you think about it and you just do it, the better. So that definitely goes with that that formula. So that's Me cool. Neither. Yeah, I'm super stoked. You're, <laughs> I didn't know you were going to be on this. So that's that's awesome. Thanks for being so good at drums <laughs> and our friend. Cool. All right. Long live the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for listening to the Words of Friend podcast. Uh, we Moving forward, I think we mentioned it at the beginning, but just to reiterate... We're going to be releasing uh, the live album Trees, live version of Trees, in uh, several different forms. And now we're going to put it on Spotify so you can listen to it. But also the visual aspect of uh, us playing it. We're going to, I think, release songs sequentially over time and just uh, just give you more something more content to listen to. And on top of that, we have the... Uh, the dead man's bones cover my body's a zombie for you. That'll be dropping very soon. And we'll post on the Instagrams and all that stuff when that's available for you to listen to that as well. So thank you guys so much for watching. Be on the lookout for more stuff. We're excited to create this content for you and I hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoy making it. So yeah, uh, real quick. I want to add the next song is sleep. Correct. Next song is yes. Sleep. Cool. Hey, uh, listeners, uh, check out the song Sleep. If you have any questions about it, be sure to hit us up on Instagram. That's... Yeah, yeah. That This one's a fun one. Uh, it's it's a cool song, and I'm, I'm excited to talk about it for sure. And I know James hates playing this one live. <laughs> Dude, I do too. Because <laughs> it's like a freaking cardio workout from hell, I swear. And it's, it's always the last one. Dude, it's... 
my forearms gen- genuinely have gotten stronger because of the song. Yeah, Johnny just was able to program the MIDI drums for it and call it good. And you're like, James, play this. Have fun. Don't die. I also yeah. didn't even think about it, but it, it's always like the second to last or last song. So you're just already spent. Cool. Well, thank you guys for listening. You guys have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.